yeah, we have a special sit-down interview with New Japan star Aaron Hanare here on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Aaron, I apologize for my hoarse voice. Uh, I spent the weekend yelling and screaming uh, for your brethren in the uh, United Empire. At the that's uh, good. I was tri- man. You guys, you guys hit gold with Aussie Open. They are they're, they're great, man. And um, whatever it was like in uh, Philadelphia was it Philadelphia last night, right? Last night, uh, was Philly, yeah. Times that by about five and put it in a Japan Tokyo sumo hall. And that was like one of the best reactions to a match I've ever seen. Uh, they are, they are unbelievable, man. You guys, you guys hit gold with, with, uh, with Aussie open and United empire. I spent a lot of time yelling and screaming, uh, for the, for the good guys, booing the bad guys. And I'm paying the price this morning, but it's well worth it. Uh, cause I get to spend time with Aaron Hanara here from. Uh, good. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been uh, holding the fort down in America. I've been trying to nurse my um, body after that last two tours, New Japan Cup and uh, Sakura Genesis, which is a rough two tours. But I mean, that's what I'm about. I'm the I'm the tough guy in the group, so that's what I do. Yeah, you definitely are, and I think it showed. You mentioned New Japan Cup, the huge win over Shingo Takagi, which led to your unbelievable, uh, nearly forty minute. Uh, ultimate triad match with Shingo on the road to Sakura Genesis. Can you take us through that? Because that was, I've, I do a couple different podcasts. So we do the Bread Club on Fightful Overbook, me and Kieran. Uh, and oh, we, wow. we definitely think that 2023 is going to be the breakout year for Aaron Hanaro. We kind of saw a glimpse of it last year with the huge uh, win in the G1 over Tanahashi. Yeah. But now this win with Shingo and this showing at the Ultimate Triad, plus the victory at Sakura Genesis, the six-man tag action. I mean, you are yeah. on the upswing. Well, bro, to, to be completely honest, I thought it was it was about three years too late. So um, the whole wave, the first wave of motivation that helped me there was uh, 2020, when it was announced that it was supposed to be me and Ishii in the uh, main event in the New Japan Cup um, at Kurokun Hall. But obviously all of those plans got cut all the matches got finished uh got uh cancelled i got sent back to new zealand for a whole year so it sort of like threw a spanner in the works so to speak so everything you saw in that new japan cup i think just personally and i'm sure like a lot of old followers of mine thought the same that it was three years too late not too yeah. late three years late you, you've had you've had your share and i don't think people really understand the the dynamic of of working in Japan and when something like a, a global pandemic happens, you awesome. you don't really have a choice but to go home, and that that really you know derails whatever steam you've yeah. uh, you've, well, you've got going for yourself. It wasn't just that. Um, I'm not sure if you heard, but New Zealand had the toughest lockdown and quarantine rules in the entire world, and I had to complete 19, 19 sorry nine sorry nine uh, two week stints in quarantine in both japan and new zealand for every time i came back and forth which was more than any other athlete i know including the ufc fighters um so both japan and new zealand were the roughest countries when it came to lockdown than when it came to quarantines and i was stuck between both of them does the does, come on nelly what are you doing yes up the cat she is like she is a constant on whatever podcast love animals bro <laughs> uh the start the start stop for you it seems to be um 
a trend that we're seeing in your career. And by nobody's fault, you know, obviously you suffered that Achilles injury when you first got to New Japan, then the pandemic. Now you're finally off and running. But what does that do for you as an athlete where you just you can't get the ball rolling because of, there's things out of your control? I mean, uh, one the the big thing is patience. I'm not not a very patient person, but that, those sorts of things. So like the Achilles injury, the pandemic. When I came back from the pandemic, it was a neck injury, and then last year was the first year that I could really start gathering steam, um, which people don't really understand and they don't know. New fans don't know about the old injuries, um, plus the young lion stuff, plus all the earning your stripes and not getting an excursion, but. I came up the hard way and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm still surviving when I've seen a lot of people just come and go and give up. So they don't get all of the gold as soon as they think they do, they should. And then they give up and go somewhere else. I've seen that so many times since I first came here. And it seems like New Japan had an eye for you when you first came up. Um, you know, you did a couple of World Tag Leagues and they put you with Tanahashi, which might be it's one of the biggest compliments, I think. They clearly saw something in you. How important was it for you when you got the opportunity, not once but twice, to work with him as your tag oh, man. in the tag leagues? So I skipped back to when I was 15. I got uh, suspended from school. Um, and I got back home. The first thing I did was put on wrestling, which at the time was TNA Final Resolution. And it was Tanahashi was the first match that I uh, tuned into. So just from, from that history in my mind, working my way up through the dojo to becoming his tag partner. Everybody knows he's like the big star in Japan. So it was, was massive to have that um, opportunity. And it's something that people like Juice got as well. Juice Robinson got the same uh, uh, what do you call it? opportunity as well. So it's quite big. It's sort of like uh, we see star potential in you. It's put you with a star to show you how to do it. And I mean, since since I did tag with him, no matter what happened joining United Empire, since I did tag with him, my career has got a lot better. Yeah, and I think you have all the potential in the world. We're just start again. If you're not familiar with Aaron Hanare, he's been part of the New Japan World since about 2016. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and he's always been on the up, but now we're going. We're full bore here with the United <laughs> Empire, the stuff with Shingo, the huge win at the New Japan Cup. How much did it mean to you? to get the opportunity to become part of the United Empire because we see the factions in New Japan and they kind of cycle through. It was Chaos, Bullet Club, the Suzuki Goon, and now it seems like the tide is turning and we have Chaos. Bullet Club is going through a transformation. Uh, and at the top of the hill is the United Empire. Will and Aussie Open and yourself. Uh, I mean, you got Jeff Cobb, Great Khan. You guys yeah. are forced to reckon with. What did it mean to you to get that opportunity to become part of such an amazing faction? It was a career saver, to be honest. Um, after that Tanahashi tag team, uh, the, the match opportunity sort of fell off, so I didn't really get anything after that. And then Will, Will like, called me to a secret dinner at one of these Portuguese restaurants. He was like, hey, man. I, like, he, he came to me, and he was the one that said, I, I know you could be a star. Like, you just need to work on some things and I could teach you that stuff. And he's like, I didn't realize how much of a genius that guy was um, in the ring and in the business because everybody on Twitter, they like to bag him and put, like uh, think he's dumb, but that guy ain't dumb. You don't become the best in the world by being dumb. You don't get like a truckload of money by being dumb. He knows what he's doing. And another proof that he's not dumb, he's put together the best team in the world, um, the most active team. And we're the only team that are active in the UK 
Australia, New Zealand, America, Japan, every single major wrestling territory, United Empire is at the top of each of them. That's what a lot of people don't understand. He's called no, Kingpin no. for a reason. But yeah, yeah it was no, a real, real career changer. You don't throw Thumbs up the up, horn. I mean something. Hey, let me ask you a question because I was curious because we, we talked about Philly and DC. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're obviously going through a healing process, getting your body uh, back to 100% for this Road to Don Taco tour. But how does that work? When Do, do you get, have a say in if – does New Japan come to you and say, hey, we're, we're doing these dates in the States. Would you like to come? Do you have a say in that or do they already kind of have uh, yeah. that side? So they, they sort of understand that we're the preferences of where we like to be. They understand that Will likes to go back home to the UK. They understand that the Aussie boys like to travel around. Um, me and Jeff, we stay in uh, Japan most of the time. They know we like staying here. I've actually, I've got a place in Tokyo City right now. Um, so I like staying around here just because flying back and forth, direct nine hour, 10 hour flights to New Zealand suck. And uh, COVID sort of made that even worse for me. But uh, every we, we have a say, but the office knows where each of us like to stay. So it's usually Jeff, Okan, and myself that stay in Japan. All the other boys go out. I think Akira's here as well, to be honest. Yeah, he wasn't He wasn't on the tour. I didn't see Yeah, him. yeah. So he's. I think he's traveling around Japan because they know, like, if we want to – most of us like staying here in Japan and traveling, but um, – Dan Maloney is another one that's coming up. He's the newest member of the United Empire. And he's uh, British Pakistani. So another flag to add to the uh, the United Empire. How does that process go? Does the whole United Empire get together and decide who the next member is going to be? Does Will I think uh, most of Will? us have been around the world enough. So um, I saw Dan Maloney last year in May when I wrestled at Riff Pro. I wrestled uh, RKJ, Ricky Knight Jr., Paige's nephew, I believe. Um but I saw Dan Maloney then and I messaged Will. I was like, hey, man, this guy was the best guy on the entire show. Uh, and the guys like uh, TJP and Jeff, like those just guys that everybody knows that have been around. If you haven't heard of Aussie Open in the last year, you have no idea about anything in the world of wrestling. And you see what they've been accomplishing the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, you really, if you have never watched an Aussie, if this is your first time tuning into the Shining Wizards and you're, you're, you want to get familiar with Aaron Hanare, obviously look through his his uh, catalog, especially the triad match that they just had against Shingo Takagi, but then check out the rest of the United Empire. All the, the tag matches, Saturday yeah. night, it was Motor City Machine Guns, Okada Tanahashi, and Aussie Open. Aussie Open yeah. came out on top, and then last night they had a banger with uh, Big Tom Ishii and Leo Rush. Unbelievable stuff. Oh, yeah? Oh, because the, the match got changed, didn't it? I think. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Tanahashi broke a broke a rib, so he was yeah. out, and TJP's flight got delayed, so he couldn't be there. <sighs> okay, I didn't know that. This is all news to me. I don't really uh, read much on Twitter, so. <laughs> yeah, they told when you when we got to the building, they told us. Obviously, you know, the chance to see Tanahashi in the in the in the states is huge. If yeah, you're yeah. With with his his work, so uh, you know they. New Japan's always very clear about what's going on. So they did like a meet and yeah. greet with him in the afternoon. Uh, if you wanted to still meet Tanahashi, but he didn't wrestle last night. Oh, wow. But I got to see Aussie Open, so I was thrilled. It's good that the uh, all the um, restrictions for travel are lifted so that you can see these guys now. Yeah, it's exciting. And it's, I think it works both ways, right? On your end now, you guys, yeah. are, you know, the, 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 the gates are open. You don't know who's going to show up in Japan. 
Yeah, for the last year, I did quite a few uh, dates in America. We did the LA, the Hollywood one. Uh, we did uh, Washington. We did uh, Philadelphia. There, there was one more. I can't remember. There's one more on that leg that we did last year. You did Mass um, was Massachusetts on the leg? Uh, no, uh, sorry, no, no, it was AEW. My bad, it was AEW. Oh yeah, that's right. You got, you did do AEW. Yeah, so I was supposed to have a match there, but um, I think somebody got injured. There was like a, a ankle injury, and then I just they ended up flying me over. All I did was rampage tackle, uh, Trent Beretta, and then uh, corner the boys, second the boys, uh, the tag boys. So big flight, big fat payday for a rampage tackle. <laughs> All good, bro. They can't beat that. So you've, you've, you, you're from New Zealand, yes? Yeah, yeah. So I'm native. Uh, I'm not sure. Most Americans just call all of us Samoan, right? I don't. I don't know if I don't know if there's. I just if you say you're from New Zealand, then I say you're a New Zealander. <laughs> so sure I, I never say I'm New Zealander. I say I'm Maori. So we're like the the indigenous people of New Zealand. As you can see here, right? It's Maori flag. But so um, we. So it's essentially Samoans from Samoa, Tongans from Tongan, Maldives from New Zealand. Maldi? Maldi, yeah. So uh, right? you're a fan of The Mandalorian. I'm not. No. Okay. There's a, there's a famous actor called Timueta Morrison, and he's Maldi as well. Is he the guy? Taika, Ta Taika Waititi, the director. He's Maldi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you've, you've obviously grew up in New Zealand, and you wrestled there, and now you've wrestled in Japan. You live there, and you've been to the States. The cultural difference for you going from New Zealand to Japan, was there a big culture shock for you? Uh, to be honest, being Maori, the cult, the biggest culture shock was coming from New Zealand to America rather than New Zealand to Japan because uh, Polynesian and Japanese culture is a lot closer than Polynesian and Western culture. Okay. So the whole uh, dynamics of your senpai, so your seniors and your juniors, it's exactly the same as in our culture. Um so it wasn't too much of a culture shock. I think that the language was probably the biggest culture shock. And um, living in the dojo system, so everybody, does. when I was there, there's about 12 guys all living together, all cooking, all cleaning, all training, everything. From the morning to the night, you do everything together, which was pretty cool. It was one of, the, one of the exclusive things that I've done that not many foreigners do get to do. Did you make the, uh, what, are the, what, is the what is the soup? The chanko. Yeah, chanko. Yes. Did you get to make chanko? Yeah. So every everybody that comes through the system has to make it. So everybody, you've got like a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I had no idea that Sunday was the only day we got off. And I was the chanko guy on Sunday. So I didn't have any rest days the entire time, purely because of ignorance. I didn't know how their schedules worked. But yeah, they teach you how to make it. They teach you how to make seven different recipes. And you have to sit there all day. And if any senpais come, you have to cook it, serve it to them, and then they eat it, wash their dishes, do their laundry. But that's something like uh, the, the level of respect that you have to earn in order to come through the system. Most of the foreigners now just come in, they do good on shows, and then they get a contract that way. But when you come up the system, it's like the whole regimented Japanese culture, samurai culture style, which um, was pretty much the most fulfilling part of this whole journey. Yeah, of course, to, to get the uh, the respect of your peers and do it the right way. I know you went through yeah. the, the the dojo system and Jay White did. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Finley did as well. I got Finley and Hikuleo. I was yelling at Finley all day yesterday. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's, I've always thought he's the most underrated guy in pro wrestling. Um, 
but now everybody's seeing it. I think it's only going to be a matter of time before people start really, really taking them seriously if they're not already. And now you, of course, in the United Empire camp, you have to keep an eye on on them. They're, they recruited yeah. Clark Connors over the weekend, which is a huge get for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's good, man. He's, he's quite he's good. He's good. quite tough. Great body as well. So you guys keep tabs on, on what's going on over there. Oh, we got eyes everywhere, man. I mean, <laughs> in terms of the wrestling, like, you you have to be aware of what's going on. If you're not aware of all the guys coming in, you're not aware of uh, all the people overseas. For example, on the, um, the London New Japan shows that they did or the U.S. shows on Strong that they do, you have to keep keep tabs on everybody because everybody's watching you. And it's not like the moment you relax is the moment somebody takes over. Like this cat, for instance. I said Nelly cannot, she cannot, she's all about Aaron Hanare. She's good. She's I mean she's not like saying you trust trust animals over humans, man. They know they know like when a dog doesn't like somebody, you know something's up with that guy. That's it. She doesn't don't hit her with the streets of rage though. <laughs> no, no, we're on the same team, man. It's all good. She's she could be the United Empire's cat. I don't know how Nelly just got inducted into the the, the United <laughs> Empire. I'm a little hot about that. I'm not gonna lie. Um, That's good though. Let me, do you do now? I always ask this because Lance, we had Lance Archer on the show once, and he told us about the raw horse meat. Yeah. Are you a fan? Um, I'm a, I'm pretty open with all meat, to be honest. I'm uh, well known in the locker room for enjoying organ meats. So in Japan, there's a there's a place that I go to. All the Japanese fans know me as the king of gukaku style. There's a yakiniku bar where you could get liver, you could get intestines, you could get like chicken hearts and things like that. I'm a native man. I love eating that stuff. That's har- That's horrifying. Intestines. <laughs> savage, savage. No. Intestines. That sounds cr- That's a little. Yeah, it's quite good, and it's like organ meats are really high in like the B vitamins. Um, and the, the vitamins that are real, like nutritious and help help your recovery and sleep and things like that. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Maybe I should be listening to you and just keep put it. Keep, look at you, you're you're uh, pretty diesel, so, bro. It's the the black shirt's making me look leaner, but I've been uh, bulking recently, trying to. Because if I if I if I lose too much weight, the, the the way I wrestle, you can't survive at that level when you're sixty kilograms or seventy. <laughs> like it's like too light. Yeah, you're built like a shit brick house, man. You're, it's, <laughs> man. You and Chingo running into each other is like two Mack trucks hitting each other. Man, it felt like it. Um, I, yeah, I, I didn't. You actually mentioned the match earlier, and I forgot to say, beef. The whole week before that, I had bronchitis and was struggling to breathe, but I couldn't pull out of the match because it was the first championship match I've ever had. So I couldn't say, oh, we, can we schedule it for another night? No, 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 no. So that was 40 minutes, 38 minutes with bronchitis. And the next morning, so I haven't said this, I mean, shouldn't really say this, but uh, I went to the doctor the next morning and had to get an inhaler just to be able to breathe. That's That's, to know that now, that <laughs> yeah. makes me want to go back and watch that match again. Yeah. You, look. Watch, watch my mouth watching. opening, breathing. <laughs> Those parts weren't were literally me just trying to stay stay alive, you know. Because I know there's a the people are kind of sometimes the king of pro wrestling title. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're used to Yano shenanigans, but I think Shingo's brought it up a level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
at the same I mean, I said it in my um in my backstage comments. I said anything that guy touches, he makes it mean something. Any anybody, whether he's in the the ring with Okada, when he whether he's in the ring with a young lion, anybody, he makes it mean something. He did the same with the Never Title, and to be honest, like I was always wanting the Never Title, but since Shingo, the title sort of fizzled out, and nobody really thinks about it anymore. But the KFBW has sort of replaced that level, you know. Yeah, really, I can't believe you had bronchitis and you went 40 minutes. Yeah, I'll send you my heart rate during the day and after the match. It was 102 resting after the match. That's how exhausted I was. It was just like, yeah, scary. And but, I mean, when you go 40 minutes with Shingo, you can't really, with or without bronchitis, you're going to be fucking yeah. exhausted. Ooh, sorry, That's I don't scary. know. If no, you're good. You're good. No, you're good. You can curse all you want. Um and then it's remarkable to see that you could t- you did you know like four more matches on that road to back to back. And then the the match after that was against Ishii. I was like, oh shit, they're feeding me to the dogs. But it's good. <laughs> yeah, Ishii's another he's the one who sort of that, that strong style. Um my early matches, my early single matches were with Ishii. If your fans haven't seen the first singles match between me and Ishii, go watch it. It's another one of those Koraku and tough guy, bad motherfucker matches. It's it's fun to go back and look at the beginning of your career to see where you are now, and also to see like there's matches of you and a very young David Finley and you and a young Master Wado. It's fun to see <laughs> the growth because there is a yeah, huge yeah. difference. Yeah, that's what it's one of the big things in Japan is that the fans aren't just watching one match; they're watching your entire career, which is why careers are so long in Japan compared to the the Western guys, and it's a reason why. If you wrestle in Japan, you have a job for life because they take care of you on everything. And you're, yeah, you're always def- there. As long as you're putting it in, they'll give you as much back. Yeah, it's definitely a different when if you if you become a watcher of New Japan Pro Wrestling, you can tell mm-hmm. the fans are invested in every match, every guy, and it's not just what story they're they're working on now, it's where they've been, where they're going. It's always the most intriguing part for me as a fan. I love it because yeah, story- no, it's great. So to me, I think of it like a, an anime. Like when you remember, like your uh, Dragon Ball, for instance, he starts off as a little kid, he gets a teenager, gets a wife, gets a kid, and then the story just progresses from there all the way until when he dies, and then when he dies again, and then when he's like fifty something in, in the story line. Now it's sort of like that to me. So we're on the road to Dantaku. And you guys have a couple stops at the big Hiroki Goto 20th anniversary show. Yeah. Which, from uh, a fan's perspective, is amazing. Uh, yeah, and maybe yeah. as a wrestler, too. I mean, you said you, you watched Tanahashi on, on Impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, those, I, those guys like Goto and Shingo, those guys that really represent the Japanese spirit and the Japanese warrior style, which in wrestling terms means strong style, those were the guys that I looked up to. Um, those are the guys that I studied, and those are the guys that I had more matches with. Um, not so many TV matches apart from G1, but I've had a few singles matches with Goto on uh, some house shows. Uh, most notably in Okinawa, we had like quite a good match down there. I sold out Okinawa show. I think that was pre-pandemic though, 2019. It would have been just just before the pandemic. Before. Yeah, but that, yeah, he's he's another top guy, and uh, Mia, his hometown's actually my wife's hometown, so. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> and then you get as a fan and a peer, you get to wrestle on his 20th anniversary show. How yeah. much does that mean to you? Yeah, that's it's great. Like, a, it, 
Um, although I, I, there's there's a little bit of fear in there because the 20th anniversary show of Maccabe is when I uh, snapped my Oculus. So <laughs> it's a little bit of a we don't want to go there superstition there, but I think it's been good. Um, I, I really I, I love those those old, those country towns in Japan are really the real crux of Japan. Tokyo is sort of like a city metropolitan. We have people from all over, but those those Japanese towns local towns are representative more of what Japan actually is. Now, I know you've worked, you've done some of the, and I'm going to butcher it and I apologize. I know you've worked some of the New Japan Tamashi events. Yeah, perfect pronunciation. Perfect. Okay, good. I'm terrible <laughs> at the English language. It's just, I don't know how I have a podcast. Um, <laughs> well, how important is it for you being uh, from the New Zealand area that New Japan has decided with Bad Luck Fale to to kind of start their own dojo in in New Zealand. Oh, bro! Uh, so I came from that dojo originally. Um, so the, well, it started. I started training with Fale before he started the dojo, but I was the first student to actually train in the dojo when I was sussed. It was uh, me and uh, Hikuleo were the first two guys there. So to see where it, where it started from, it started from a little shed in one of the poorest areas in in uh, New Zealand now it's like massive and it's expanded to boxing kickboxing gymnastics bodybuilding things like that but seeing this all the opportunities that all of these Australian and New Zealanders have that I didn't have back back when I first started is, is pretty amazing it's like a not a cheat code but at least they have an avenue where they could go down um, because I had to train with Fale in my spare time and then do the try out in Japan, pay for everything myself, and then wait until they had an answer for me one and a half years later. Whereas now, they could just get in line, do the tryout, and then get a show. Like, for example, the Adelaide show that just happened, they did a tryout for that show for the wrestlers to have an opportunity. And then they got that opportunity a few weeks later. So they didn't have to do all the, all the uh, as much work. Right. They still had to prove themselves. Um, but they still got that opportunity to work New Japan Tamashi. And then you get guys like uh, Goto, Shingo, myself, Robbie, um, who wouldn't have been in the Oceania area otherwise. So it's right. quite a good opportunity for both. And seeing Bondi Beach again was was worth the trip itself. Was that is that the place to be? Yeah, yeah. They, it's, where is it, Sydney? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Sydney. The, the two days are like melded into my mind. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, Australia, best beaches in the world. Just watch out for the sharks. You know what I found out this weekend? There's people who think that the earth is flat, and then there's also people <laughs> who think Australia doesn't exist, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, 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 those, I tell those people that try and convince me that, I say, look on your phone, Apple Maps. Scroll around. It's literally, you wouldn't be able to get to where you wanted to go if that was flat because it takes curvature into <laughs> it's right. like, but science, these people don't care about science. They just want their opinion to be true. So I just gave up trying to convince people. No, I'm with you. You know what? You're probably better off. We had somebody behind us last night at the show who went from being angry about Aussie Open being from Australia uh, to then telling them to go back to Canada, where I had to turn around and be like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he may have been a little intoxicated, and it is very warm in the 2300 arena. Oh man! Well, no, no offense to the other Americans on this podcast, but those types of people are the reasons why the rest of the world is a bit iffy on Americans. 
Yeah, you know what? The rest of the world, they have every right to be a bit iffy. Uh, it's like it's crazy town over here. Uh, I don't good places. Good places. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, for the most part, it's the fucking madness. It's just like, <laughs> like an action movie. It's crazy over yeah, here. It's Hollywood. Hollywood 24-7. I mean, I was telling uh, Lewis the other I'm not sure if you know Lewis, but... um. I was telling him the first time that I went to LA, I actually bought a bulletproof vest, which I believe is still here somewhere. Um, because I believe the news, all the news were like, oh, they're going to kill all the black people. So I was like, oh, shit. Put it on. And then everyone just looked at me like an idiot. That must have been a pain in the ass to get through customs. <laughs> uh, I was uh, tucked up. They didn't even, um, oh, wait, no, they bomb checked me. For obvious reasons, brown man with a mustache. But, uh, you used uh, to, you didn't always have the mustache. No, no, it was, uh, I, uh, people want to, I noticed the mustache comments, uh, on some of my social media feeds. I was trying to copy Sinestro from Green Lantern when I first did this. It works though, but you work like, I don't think I would work with just a mustache. I have to have the full. <laughs> yeah. It was a tribute to my, my dad and my uncle used to do this type of mustache. So that's the only reason why I do it okay. along with Sinestro. Sinestro is a badass. Can you get, do you think we can get Will to grow a mustache? Just a mustache? I don't know. I think he suits the, he could probably do it as a joke. He loves, he loves the joking sort of thing. <laughs> he he suits funny. the, uh, what, what's it, Tom Hardy. He suits the Tom Hardy look. Oh, yeah, he does. That's a good comparison. I was just yeah. watching his, when you, when you, when you joined before we started, I was watching his, he gave a little update from the road uh, about, you know, he's obviously cleared, but he's not feeling, um which is you know it's i as a wrestling fan he's being very transparent and i appreciate that you know it's nice that he can take to social media uh and kind of air air his 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 concerns you know he's obviously been in the game a long time and he's put his body through hell for us and yeah and uh it's appreciated that he can be transparent uh and you know that's uh, one of one of one of the good things about Will is that he's always Will. He never changes who he is just to like make other people feel comfortable. I like that he's unapologetically himself all the time, which is good. It's one of the, the, the I think it's the course of integrity that made me want to join United Empire in the first place. And all that, all that money from all them wins. Let's not, come on. <laughs> and merch sales. We are beating Bullet Club by a country mile on merch sales. I'll tell you what, man, they did a his poor I, I was not happy with the merch stand at DC and Philadelphia. Oh, no, no Aussie open t-shirts. Wow. Kind of a bummer. They probably sold out to be honest because after Rio Goku they just flooded. I mean rightfully so, but come on. Man. <laughs> Enough with the bullet club. David oh man, it's, it's a bit lame. Like ten years ago they were the coolest thing in wrestling, but now it's sort of like yeah. I think yeah. there's too many people. And there's too many Indians, not enough chiefs there. Yes, I agree. And let's just say this: House of Torture. Fucking <laughs> rocks, guys! Come on, enough House of Torture. I the haven't seen part, a group so universally hated in the it's world. The first before. part of my viewing experience. Every time they're on my screen, I want to throw my TV out the window. It's the same thing. Garrett, wrench. We need like four referees. You guys finally <laughs> neutralize the whole thing. During the New Japan Cup, and then you got your victory here at Soccer Genesis. All right, here's a here's a poll for your stream. 
Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale or House of Torture? Uh, I'm going to... Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? That's a rough one because I've sat through my fair share of Bad Luck Fale G1 matches and they're just as bad as the tag matches. But House of Torture is the worst. Dick to go is everywhere. Dick to go. Although, like, so I, I, I learned about him last year when he, oh, whenever he first came to New Japan. And I didn't know much about him before, so I went and studied him and, and the shit that he did back in the day, man. The top rope sent on and stuff. Like, he was insane. But I think he's just choosing to go the, the other route now. Yeah, the dick to go that was on the first ever ECW pay-per-view is not the dick to go today. And I don't like the dick to go today. <laughs> he's probably making more money now. 100% he is. I still don't like him, though. I hate the house culture. So we're on the the road to Don Taco. It looks like it's going to be United Empire versus uh, TMDK for the duration of the TMDK. tour. And then you get that match at Don Taku on the third. Um, does it help you in preparation knowing that you're going to see a lot of the same faces for this tour? I'm uh, I'm one of the people that doesn't check my matches unless it's a major match. Like, uh, for example, there's the New Japan Cup or the G1. Um, I usually just because I'm one of the people that if I know it's coming up, I'll be preparing for 10 days in advance just for this match. That's just who I am. So if, when it comes to the smaller series, unless it's been announced that I have a challenge or unless there's a champion on the other side, um, I just chill and I just go with the flow sort of thing. But I think Kushida's having a match for the Impact title, isn't it? They had one last night, yes. Last night. So who won? He did not win. Oh, he didn't win. Okay, so I was thinking, man, if, if Kushida wins, I've got Kushida quite a few times. If I pin him, then technically I get a shot at that belt. But since that's not the case, I'm not sure who the other people... I haven't really looked at the cards, but I know there's Kushida and Kevin Knight and Shoka. Yeah. At, uh, at, at Don Taku on May 3rd, it's, it's yeah. Kevin Knight. Those ones are massive. It's like a big festival in, in Japan, all building up to like the most important day in Fukuoka. So these are like the little cultural nuances that Western fans miss out on. These are like huge, huge shows. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to explain to wrestling fans who aren't familiar with New Japan the beauty of these these road to events. Yeah, uh, and just how you know you kind of you get to see all the guys, the stories, and then you know you're watching other stories progress. That maybe we're not there at the beginning of the the road to, but now all of a sudden you're like. Holy shit, this makes perfect sense. And we've watched this progress to this point. Yeah, yeah. Like you guys against the United, uh, the TMDK, and then we're going to get Knight and Kushida Yumino against against Hanare, TJP, and Akira at Dantaku. And obviously, there's the, the underlying feud for the IWGP Junior tag team title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin I Knight think the boys have got it. They're like, they're quite a good team. And um, TJ has just been like a massive mentor for Akira. It's like Akira came in and he got the cheat sheet right away, right away because TJ is so damn knowledgeable. Even a lot of the stuff I've been doing recently has been from TJP. There's a lot of the more brawlery stuff is advice from him just to go fully, fully who you are. He's, now he's, he's, yeah. Now, now he's giving you advice in the ring. Now who's giving you the advice on commentary? Because you sat in on some commentary and you're goddamn good at commentary. Yeah. No, that was all me, bro. I'm not sure if you could tell from this conversation, but I'm a very analytical, very, um, my thinking's very step-by-step logical processing. 
Um, that's just who I am in person. I like, uh, anal I'm analytical. I'm an INTJ in the uh, 16, oh, 16 personalities test. Yeah. Is that a uh, is that a Kevin Kelly call? Does he come to you and say, "Hey, would you like to sit on commentary with me tonight?" Yeah, I think he went to all of the foreigners during the New Japan Cup. Um, I think he just wanted to try everybody out, test everybody where he is. Um, but I think my skills are mainly from all the like rugby, rugby sort of like the main commentary I listen to, and it's all play by play, analyzing the plays, analyzing the people, and that's exactly what I did at uh, Nagoya when I was there. But I I'd love to do it more. First commentator super, in the world. I thought it was very insightful with your with your MMA background and 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 yeah, it you know it's almost it's like it was like when Taz was doing commentary for the WWE, like he was a wrestler, he yeah. had the, the background, like and you were doing the same thing, you know, and, and because you had that experience explaining why someone is doing this move, how this move works, and it's yeah, and not everybody's good at that. A lot of what lost, uh, a lot of what's lost for the uh, Western fans because they don't get that. If you listen to the Japanese, they explain all that little thing. But with the uh, Western fans, it's more about the story itself. Um, whereas the Japanese, it's play-by-play -play sports, play-by analyzing, analyzing. Uh, this is, uh, um, for example, uh, Shingo grabbed my Achilles in the match, the one that I injured, and then the Japanese commentary mentioned that. Oh, six years ago, seven years ago, he snapped his Achilles. So sort of that tying all the stories up. And then when I, I mentioned with um, the nuances between Naito and Chase, that Chase likes to um, close the space between your joints, Naito likes to open the space between your joints. So those little things that actually make the, the, the technical aspects of what a wrestler does make sense. Yeah, and I know, I think at the G1 last year, they told that story of your with your Achilles too. Yeah, I mean... Zach like wrenched the shit out of my Achilles, man. I actually haven't taken my boots off in a match since the Achilles injury until the Zach match last year. Yeah, if there's anyone you don't want wrenching at your Achilles, Zach. <laughs> he's good, man. He's probably to me, he's pound for pound the best in the world because he because he is that old school catch wrestler style, British British wrestling style, and it's sort of because wrestling has evolved so much elsewhere around the world that. British style is sort of he's made it his his own and nobody else wrestles the way he does. No, I agree hundred. I think he's the best wrestler in the world. And I love his wrestling, but my favorite thing that he does is when he just says, You dickheads. Dickhead. <laughs> Such a I like it. I, I like the guy. He's very, very intelligent as a person as well. Um you can tell how intelligent he is because he's not on social media. There you go. That's yeah, that's uh I, I don't know how you you know, you athletes and your professional around deal with it. Like I, I do a, a rinky dink podcast and uh, I'm like, I'm good, man. I'm punching out for the day. I've seen enough nonsense. I got bigger things to worry about than. Yeah. Than I mean, I, I cut, I cut some slack from uh, Twitter <laughs> over the last year over the, uh, the books and stuff, but um, it got to me at first. And then I was like, hang on a second. Uh, they don't actually know what they're talking about. They're, they're dogging me about stuff that I haven't even read or haven't even done. It's more uh, more of the hate on Twitter, not not wrestling, but everything in general is just from assumptions and assuming you feel this way about me or feeling you feel this way about somebody else. It's just like high school girl gossip is all it is. Yeah, it's very very toxic environment. It's easy when you're <laughs> yeah. hiding behind a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think most of the hate that people put on there is real. I think it's just them trying to entertain themselves during the day. 
they're looking for they're looking for the somebody to acknowledge them or a block yeah. and then they've made yeah. yeah i mean my block list is about 200 strong right now just not even know. for attacking me just anything i see negative as block 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 i was block, gonna block. say i don't know what there is to attack first of all i wouldn't go out and attack you <laughs> you're horrifying god forbid come across aaron and ari in a dark alley and he finds out you've been fucking with him on twitter it's a wrap hey you come to me i'll challenge any of you to a chess <laughs> match three minutes i will beat you in a chess match and i'll put money towards it <laughs> don't need a fight a fight or a chess match either one your choice you know i've never played chess <sighs> wrong guy on the podcast now i'm a chess nerd man that's good i just never played I don't, I don't I don't understand it. It's good. I mean, that's, that's probably why the, the commentary is very like step by step. Like I'm just that's how my mind works in that manner. Do you do you is there a, do you have like a chess foe in the locker room? Uh no, nobody wants to play. I keep asking people, do you play chess? Do you play chess? Nobody plays. I mean, do they I know think that uh, you're going around saying you're a chess genius maybe that's why <laughs> no, no. i don't, don't. Uh, i want, want them to think i suck I, I, my dream is to put a chess board in every locker room put 500 dollars next to it and then we just play three minute three minute three minute for, for 500 bucks each it's a lot of money you're throwing that's that's united empire money it's nice nelly you better get <laughs> a cut of that united empire money <laughs> yeah that's a, another good thing about keeping united empire exclusive is that the money cuts are a lot better Hey, I'm all here for. I'm for it. I'm for. It. But you guys are always looking for new members. Obviously, you mentioned Dan Maloney. Is there? A, yeah. Will there be a New Zealand branch of the uh, of the United? I mean, I do run a I run a company in New Zealand called Warrior Wrestling New Zealand or Aotearoa. The real name for New Zealand is Aotearoa. We don't really call it New Zealand, um, but we have a bunch of Samoans, bunch of Tongans, bunch of Maori that are wrestlers, and we're trying to build the scene there. They actually draw more than any other company in New Zealand. Um, but getting Osprey sign off to bring people in will be a different problem, a uh, different, uh, different issue. He's easy when he's so in the UK, uh, all the, the Aussie boys are in the UK with him every day. Dan Maloney's in the UK with him every day. So he could see everybody. Um, I believe he's, he met Akira in the UK as well. And then they met again over here before Akira joined. You wear a lot of hats, Aaron. You wear a lot of hats. You're a wrestler. <laughs> you're involved in this. You're doing the chess thing. I uh, I like to keep busy. My That's um, good. yeah, and obviously you can't wrestle for fifty years, um, unless you're like Ric Flair or something. But uh, the way I wrestle, you can't wrestle for fifty years. But um, outside of wrestling, I do a lot of things. Like I do uh, coaching for young men, at, uh, youth at risk youth, in, uh back in New Zealand. Um, with the, the promotion I run in New Zealand, we actually get youth groups in to come do the trainings, um, do wrestling. Because I myself, I was a at-risk youth as well, so risk of like gangs and from a poor area, not not many opportunities. So making it this far, going back home and giving them these opportunities, these pathways is a big deal to me. That so I actually works. trained a few guys up to go to the Fale Dojo, and there's three of my guys at the Fale Dojo now. It should be a big deal. It's nice to see that you've 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 gotten out of the situation you were in. You have made yeah. something of your life. You're successful. To give back is very important. I think more people yeah, need to yeah. recognize. I mean, that's the yeah. The same with Fale as well. He sort of taught me that when he was coming up, um, because he succeeded. So it's his duty to help other people succeed underneath him. But we're doing real well, and it's like 
the best production in the country nowhere near as as big as new japan or anything but it's on its way building itself up australia is another big territory that's just blowing up right now uh with good good production good wrestlers are coming out and even in the wwe they're just hunting out for australian wrestlers now we got uh now this is gonna air this afternoon tonight on the show we have we have a, a new zealand dojo guy shepherd alexander Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. That guy, I think that guy was a policeman, and then he quit that job to come try uh, wrestling. But I was uh, smoking cigars with that guy in Melbourne the last night before coming back to Japan. No, no, he's going to be on the podcast tonight. Oh, cool. He's he's good, man. He's quite good. He's a uh, one of the more well conditioned guys there, and one of the tougher minds there as well. well I'm excited to talk to him and introduce a whole new fan base to. Uh... Yeah. I mean, most of those, those, the I don't know what it is with Aussies, but they just, they just get it. They're just really good with coming in. I mean, you got guys like Robbie, Mikey Nichols, uh, Shane, uh, the Aussie Open guys, uh, and there's the, the bunch of guys in the WWE now, like Grayson Waller, um, Bronson Reed, uh, Rhea Ripley. There's just all of these. It's like Australia's like a new machine that's just pumping people out, man. It's great. You love it. Hey, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Mikey and Shane TMDK. Are we gonna get? Mm. I want to see Aaron Hanare clash with Bad Dude Tito. <laughs> yeah, you're not the first person that's uh, said that. So I was hoping that he would be on this next tour, but I think because the the cards are so stacked, like there's so many people on the cards, they couldn't add one more guy in um, because it would have made them have one more person every show. So I right. think that that's the reason why bad dude Tito. But we've we've tussled quite a few times before. He's probably got the toughest frog splash I've ever taken in my life. Um, my ribs were smashed from it, and uh, it was actually Philadelphia, yeah, last year. Yeah, he's got uh, the look. He's a, he is a badass. He's like to me, he's like a modern day Scott Steiner. Just you look at him, you're like, oh, bro, like a Mexican Scott Steiner. Yeah, my buddy, my buddy sitting next to me who likes wrestling, he, and he knows, you know, the big players in New Japan. But last night he looked at me, he goes, "That dude's got to be huge in Japan." I go, "They got to get him over there more often, and he will yeah, be." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been rough with all the uh, the tourists yeah. and the foreigners. Like processing visas has been real difficult recently. Yeah, that's inter- That's it's interesting stuff that we don't ever get to really hear yeah. about is is how 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 all this stuff has affected you guys and i you said it nine times between you know new zealand and, and japan with the two-week quarantine that's a lot of that's almost a quarter of the year you're in quarantine yeah and uh, so it was like uh, you weren't allowed to um sweat so this is before all the proper research with covid came out but they were just taking every precaution i almost got put in jail because i was doing this outside that's it and um just it's just stretching. I was just stretching outside. Uh, so you get ten minutes free time every day, and the, the 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 facilities are monitored by the army, the police, the air force, immigration, and private security. So it's actually it was a legitimate detention camp, um, and you you weren't allowed to. You, you only had a certain amount of time outside every day, and you had to check in and do tests every day. So it was, it was pretty annoying. How do you keep your mental health in a positive space when you're confined to a room for 23 hours and 50 minutes? I'm very, very stubborn, but I'm like, I was sort of doing it as an act of defiance, sort of like, uh, I was just pretending to be um, (laughs) Nelson Mandela. 
when he was in the in his uh, prison, he was just like, "I am the shepherd of my fate. I am the shepherd of my fate." But every every great man got locked up like that. Not saying I did anything wrong. I didn't get arrested or anything. But, uh, just the pandemic. Um, but then again, it's like if you're if you're willing to do anything to live your dream life, would you be willing to do it? Most people wouldn't. But I was willing to do it. So it was, to me, it was just another sacrifice to get 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 this uh, get this job. And it's look, it's I mean, it's working great for you. Twenty twenty three is on the upswing for you. Worked out, uh, but uh, the stress the stress caused a lot of uh, hair to fall out. Oh, no, really? You just go just shave it, man. Yeah. So uh, I've got a. I mentioned it on a different cast, but I've got a big secret coming up in June. I'm just, this is going to be gone, but uh, I think your American fans are going to love it. I think that's all I'll say for now. Uh, so I thought we were going to get more. I thought we were going to get a scoop. All right. I'm excited <laughs> for June. Uh, obviously, I don't want to look past wrestling Don Taku because that's a big event. But obviously, after that, we're into G1 season. Uh, and every year we've seen yeah. you progress. Are you, do you know if you are going to be in the G1 this year? Uh Nobody's been told yet. Um, so I could, I mean, with the performances that our generation have been doing since uh, like last year, no, since last year, G1, it'll be weird if I'm not in it. And people like me, people like Shota, people like Narita, um, Hikuleo, like our, our generation of guys. I mean, I think I did all right last year and I think I've done all right all of this year leading up to it. If I'm not in it, I'll be surprised. But there's also Osaka Joe, um, the big Osaka show before G1. It's another opportunity to earn that match, you know, which is what happened last year. I right. I didn't even know I was in the G1 last year until Osaka Joe. Um, so I found out when all the fans found out, and I was next to the TV like, hey, what the hell? I'm like, oh, cool, man. Hell yeah, G1. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to – god damn. It's early here in the States, so I apologize. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, look, this was this was what this is bit this is well worth it to uh and again I can't thank I can't thank Kieran enough for, for sending me in your direction. Uh because yeah, as, he's good, he's a good man. Oh uh, he's uh, I don't know how big he, uh wait, we sent him a big United he, Empire happy birthday. <laughs> yes, I was I was I his fiance reached out to me uh, as well and I said I've been doing this for a long time. Mm. Uh I will reach out on behalf of you. So I got him the Kenny Omega one, which he was <laughs> over the moon about. Um, but yeah, he's just such a. I don't know how he does a podcast with me every two weeks because I'm like a maniac. But he's always is, good. You have to. We have to have a. Uh, we have to have maniacs in society. We got. You got to balance it out, right? I bring a lot of entertainment. Yeah. He's the new and ideas. The maniacs are the ones with the best ideas. I don't. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I mean, I'll wake my wife up and you can tell her I got good ideas, but she's going to tell you no shot. <laughs> no shot. Oh, yeah. Wes, so let me ask you this. <clears throat> We're getting ready for G1. Oh, that's what my thought was. It's back to your point about your generation uh, with the Hikaleos and such. It's great that, you know, we've got to see the Kojimas and the, and the Nagatas and the big Tamishis, but I think it's, you know, we had to, because of the pandemic, I think we saw a little bit too much of all these guys. It's nice to see this next generation. It's very refreshing. The Aaron Hanares, the Hikuleos, the Shota Umino's, 
you know, Yuya, maybe he, Yuya comes back from excursion. We throw him in there. Uh, it, it's nice to get some fresh faces, different uh, matchups. Uh, is there somebody you've yet to get an opportunity to tangle with in New Japan that you uh, you're kind of chomping at the bit? Um, at the start of the year, I would say Okada. Then the uh, surprise match was sprung on me. Um, so he was the one I was really wanting to wrestle with. And then it, it happened straight away. So I'm like, wow. Um, but I, st- I still want to have that singles match with Ishii because the first time we had the singles, I was pretty much still a young boy. Didn't really know what I was doing. But I think now it would be a lot different a lot more entertaining for the fans and I'm a lot tougher now. So. No, Definitely the issue match. I want it. I want it bad. Let's do it. <laughs> Don't miss that Tom Ishii. And then, yeah, he, Shingo and Goto are like my three favorite guys to wrestle. I mean, they're the type of guys that the, the style, I like the style that they wrestle and they like the style I wrestle. So You don't want to like wrestle like the you don't want to wrestle like a Yujiro Takahashi. Just like, take it easy on yourself. You got to pick like the three biggest b- dogs in the yard. Yeah, the I mean, the bigger the dog, the more motiv- motivated you are to fight. You know, um, these guys like Yujiro and Homa. It's like I could beat these guys, but I could also kill them, and everybody will hate me. <laughs> sort of thing. But then they could. You watch them; they could barely move side to side. It's just. It's just um, embarrassing. Like, you could I, I just be, find you something could else. He's a legend killer. Who's that? Sorry? Sorry. We could we could make you the legend killer. <laughs> well, Yujiro Takahashi and Tomoaki Homa. I don't know if legend can be applied to them. But, so I mean, definitely can... someone like Nagata. I mean, I've already um, I made a promise when I came to the United Empire that I'm going to pin every single guy in Hontai, and I've done that. Pretty, I, pretty, I don't think I've missed anybody in Hontai. It's a pretty big accomplishment. With yeah. the state of the professional wrestling industry 2023, I mean, we got Forbidden Door, which New Japan's clearly going to be a part of. We yeah. got, uh, you know, I think there's going to be a New Japan presence at the All All Out event it's, in the UK. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, of course, All Together was just announced uh, with with uh new japan and all japan and noah yeah is it is it something on your your checklist where you want to be a part of all these historic events uh with the with all of those like especially all the all the events around the world it's a restless market right now all the fans have been locked down with the same people in every different area for the last three years so there's a demand for wrestlers reaching out and going everywhere um Although there's one one thing more important to me in June than the Forbidden Door show, I've actually requested not to be in Japan or America for that one. So I'll be going back to New Zealand for something quite special. Exactly what I was telling you about before, but uh, I won't spoil it yet. Interesting. All right. I like the teaser. <laughs> Probably doesn't mean much to anyone outside of New Zealand, but it's like... Uh, well, well, let's make it mean something to those people. I think... Oh, sorry, the... the WWE fans right now that are following the uh, Roman Usos would probably understand it, but yeah, it's very, it's important. It's going to make life hell in Japan, but it's important. All right, I'm excited to see what uh what what's next for Aaron Hanari here. This is exciting. Yeah. yeah. So um, if they need me for Forbidden Door, I'm going to be asking for a big fat guarantee to 
to leave New Zealand. <laughs> fair, you know what? That's fair enough. It's important to you. Well, uh, the, yeah, the, the, the all the all out event and the uh, all together event. I'll definitely love to be a part of those. Um, there's definitely like all out is uh, AEW as well, right? They're yes. like the main, yeah. So I said before, guys like Cesaro and Miro, Miro Rusev, uh, I'd love to love to wrestle those guys at some point. Um, and there's there's quite a few people in America, but the uh, the all out event like uh, Kitamiya, the, the Noah guy, would be a good uh, good fight to have, I reckon. Um, and uh, Takashi Sugiura is another one that I've always wanted to wrestle. I, like, I think it's pretty uh, much the tough guys in each <laughs> separate company, the BMFs in every company. It's it's fun to see, you know, the history of, of New Japan and All Japan and Noah. And now they get, you know, someone was like, hey, we can make a lot of money if we just work together. The stuff with Okada and, and uh, Kiyomiya was, Kiyomiya. it right. was out of control. It was awesome. Mm. And it was a side of Okada that I don't think us us fans have really got to see. <laughs> Like he was a he was a bastard motherfucker. He was yeah. he was gonna have to kill. But yeah, this, he straight after the match, he got up and just went to the locker room straight away. There wasn't any prancing around. Not no, he wasn't being Rainmaker, man. That guy was being Kazuchika. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a and and you know with I think I think I'm not out of line saying this with New Japan. I don't think the story's over. I think we're gonna you know when we get the Wrestle Kingdom next year. Right. I think we're gonna see another chapter. I think these guys are gonna go at it until until Okada finally steps down. I don't think it's gonna stop anytime soon. When you when you know how Japanese people think, they never forget. They never forget a loss. They never forget a battle. It's it's gonna keep going. I guarantee you, it's gonna be longer than five years. I hope so. It's look, it's some of the best stuff they've done. So it was a lot of <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun to watch, man. From and and I'm a New Japan guy, and I'm not super familiar with pro wrestling, Noah. Um, but it, you know, it gets you invested in that product, and you kind of get familiar with some of the guys there. So everybody, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how it works in Japan is it's sort of like it's like a baton. All Japan was at the top, and then they passed it to Noah during like the '90s, and then back to New Japan, and it's sort of just like a cycle between those three over the years within Japan, and then all the indies underneath them. No indies can stack up to either any of those three companies. Right. But right now, the company that owns Noah also owns DDT, so that's sort of one entity now. Uh, you mentioned earlier you asked about Kushida and the Impact title, and then they also announced yesterday they will be doing another Multiverse United New Japan Impact in August here in Ooh. in the states. Um, is a, is I think an Aaron Hanari Moose match would be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, that was cool. I watched this. Uh, was it Jeff Cobb was the last one, right? Yes, Jeff Cobb. Yeah, yeah that'll be great. Um, I mean, that'll be cool. I'd love to do one of those matches. I've never actually worked Impact before, because, um, like, like I said, I usually just elect to stay in Japan most right, of the time. Of um, but I mean, getting out there and having action with these guys, you know, I love a love a scrap. If they could, if I could get paid to go have a scrap anywhere in the world, I'd go. Do you ever? But you, you, the the United Empire, Aussie Open, mm-hmm. Jeff Cobb. Do you ever just step back and look at these guys, and and just go, these guys are the stuff Jeff Cobb does. He is the size of a house, and he moves like Rey Mysterio Jr. It is un, 
It never, I can never get tired of watching a Jeff Cobb match. And here you are, you're either on the apron or at ringside watching him. Do you ever just take a step back and be like, man, this is amazing? Yeah, this is just strength, though. Eh? He's just like, I mean, you, he is an Olympian. You got to remember, he's an Olympic athlete. So when, when you remember that, it's not so surprising. But to fresh eyes, they're always like, holy shit, this guy. Yeah, I mean, they're not know. doing standing moonsaults in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then again, he was only 84 kilograms in the Olympics. So he's about 120 20 now, I think. Um, but that's good. But what I like about United Empire is that each of us has like our own little traits um, that were stronger than like me. I'm my striking. I reckon I could outstrike anyone. I reckon uh, Jeff Cobb can outthrow anybody. Um, Osprey can outpace anybody. Uh, Akira's evasive. Like he and TJ are the most evasive guys ever. So I like that we're all got all of these little things. Okan can piss off the crowd anywhere. Every show in Japan, he tells them, bow down, peasants. That's I funny. Mean, he, is, he is the great Okan, so. <laughs> the hero, the Japanese hero on the news, great Okan. Oh, he's, the stuff he does is amazing. It's amazing. He's great. That's, you get and people forget he's a 10-sport MMA, MMA, jiu-jitsu, judo champion as well. When they do something like the New Japan Cup or the G1, Right. Let's say this year the G1 block. There's a fellow United Empire member in that block. Is that a concern to you, or do you guys just, you know, may the best man win? Yeah, it's sort of like um, with the with the Mark Davis Will Osprey match. It's not so much. Uh, uh, and the uh, we had a tag league match, Great Okan and I versus Aussie Open. It's more steel sharp and steel sort of thing. Okay. Was that if I if I put in the best and you put in the best, no matter who wins, we're both going to get better. It's that sort of thing. I really hope, like, I'd, I'd love to wrestle like a Jeff Cobb, like just the, the stylistic, the striker versus the uh, the, the grappler, the, the thrower would be pretty cool. Or someone like Will that we, that we don't get to wrestle very often, if at all, it'll be cool to have a match with him. Interesting. I like that. I'd be yeah, and, and like like we've seen with with the New Japan Cup when uh, Will got injured, that yep. gave. Davis an opportunity to come up, so it's win-win for the United Empire, no matter what, right? Yeah, no, one hundred percent. The United Empire is firing all cylinders, but do you, you know, just five guys now. They're pretty strong, and Sonata has had a pretty incredible run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the champion now, and I've got a pinfall, a few pinfall victories over him, so that's pretty cool. Um, but I've always, I've always I had those uh, few singles matches with Sonata uh, in the last few years, last year as well. And he's always been good. He's always been better than everyone gives him credit for. But it's just that he makes it look like he doesn't care, which is why people think he doesn't care. But it's all about appearances. I, I've always thought he's had everything it took, despite all the people doubting him, despite the office not thinking that he could make it. He's done it now. He looks like... A- a very now with the whole new look, he looks like a very young Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> yeah, that's why everybody said he's uh a- aged in reverse by 10 years just by cutting his beard and cutting his hair and changing his gear. Yeah, he really has. It's unbelievable. He looks great with the title, too. Yeah, he's always been good, and he was a, another person that helped me uh get it get up there with all the changes to United Empire. He was the first sort of challenge that I had there, so. Yeah, I've, I've always known that he's good, 
now everybody knows it. Well, hopefully everybody knows about Aaron Hanare. You could follow him on his social media at Hanare NZ, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, he's doing great things over there in the United Empire. Uh, we've taken up so much of your time tonight, this morning. It's greatly appreciated. I hope you yeah, had a good time. Yeah, it's good. It's um, I don't really talk to people day to day that often, so it's pretty good to actually socialize and see perspectives on what's happening around the world in wrestling and then find out some of the matches that I have next to her. I was trying to figure out when we were setting this up the other day, the time difference. Yeah. It must have been crazy late in the morning for you, no? Yeah, it would have been 3 or 4 a.m. I haven't had uh, much sleep. I mean, I go to sleep at 4 a.m. sometimes. It's, uh, when you come back from tour, your body doesn't know when it could relax and when it's in a relaxed mode or when it's in tour mode. So it takes a while to get used to. Interesting. Yeah, because it's like I work in a restaurant. So, like, oh, wow. It's like 100 miles an hour. And then I get home and I don't go to bed at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning either because I just have to, you have to come down. There has to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, well, that, that come down isn't like from the tour, the come down takes days to get. I can only imagine. Through. Yeah. Because you guys are wrestling and you're probably taking a bus and it's a long ride and you got to be up yeah, and yeah. down. And... The, the traveling is more difficult than the matches itself. I, you know what? I could see that eight hours on a bus and then a 20 minute match. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, uh, so the New Beginning tour when we did the uh, Australia tour. So I did half of New Beginning. Uh, flew to Australia, did the two shows there, and then flew for the second half of the New Beginning tour. So that 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 messed me up, man, in terms of sleep. Yeah, With an eight-hour stopover in Singapore. I really don't. I think that is more impressive than what you guys do in the ring is the travel. Because, <laughs> man, I travel. If I have a travel, like, I need a full day afterwards just to recover. Yeah, not even to do it, just to get up and go to the supermarket. I got a full day to recover. You guys are just go, go, go. Yeah, it's insane, man. But got to do what you got to do to do what you want to do. Yeah, I got. Yeah, the mindset works for for Aaron Hanare for Shining Wizards, Matt. I want to go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for giving the time as well. It's been cool. Oh, please, Aaron. This is absolutely pleasure. Finally, communicate with the Western fans because I'm stuck in japan and new zealand most of the time i don't really get to speak to you guys so you guys can know the real aaron Hanare rather than all the social media rumors well here's i got one last question because i ask every guest this question before we go when was the last time you shit your pants i don't think it really counts i just forgot to wipe in the hotel after a show one day Okay. So I guess it counts. counts. I sat down on the bed yeah, and I was right. like, what the hell? Um, I don't know if people answer as seriously as I just did. Oh, then, they do. That's the truth. All the, all, the, <laughs> all the guys answer. The ladies, not so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it counts, but not wiping. Uh, that was last tour. <laughs> because because I was playing chess, I, I was just like on the... Ah, uh, on, on the phone? Chess on the phone? <laughs> you lose track of time. Yeah, man. Did you did you win that Big match mistake. though on the chess? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, I made the elite. I made the elite league in uh, Asia Pacific region. So good. <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth the self embarrassment. There you go. Well, it wasn't embarrassing until now. He just told everybody. <laughs> it's good. 
it's a theme on the show. We have a couple guys that, you know. That's cool, man. You know, people that can't take the, the piss out of themselves, take themselves too seriously. That's it. We're just hanging, we're just hanging out. We're just shooting the shit. <laughs> or, you know, I won't, not everybody does it, but sometimes you think you're going to fart and then you shit your pants. <laughs> it happens. Shots. Yeah, it's Shots. people. You like when was the last time you shit your pants? Like, oh, I don't don't shit my pants. I'm like, no, not like a fucking log. Like you fucking <laughs> shared it, man. If you're pooping your pants like that, you got bigger issues. If you're pooping like, <laughs> oh man, if you're taking a well, dump, uh, you know, heard uh, was it Mister Perfect that went underneath the ring? I think it was yes. Mister Perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that the, that's the best shit story I've heard. I don't know. I've heard some good. Ethan Page tells a good one. He told us a good one where he was like a door to door salesman and he shit his pants and he clogged the guy's toilet. <laughs> Ethan Page, he's, is he Canadian? Yes, he is. He, he used to train at the Folly Dojo, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He was a trainer there for, I think it was 2018 or 2019, one of those years. He was a huh. trainer. Yeah, all, all full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good wrap up, man. There's a good, good, good trying his name in there to wrap up the full story. I didn't know it was going to come together like that. I was not aware of the Ethan Page connection. The, the serendipity. Now we're gonna done here. It's like ten o'clock in Japan. It's do we get it late? Do we get like a late night snack? What's what's? Do you go to Rabara? Uh, usually, fruit and magnesium before sleep, and that usually uh, takes me a few hours to wind down, and then bam, out till about. 11.30 a.m. All right, cool. Mm. Well, Aaron, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, anything you want to say to your fans before we let you go here? No, it's just that I'm definitely, I know a lot of people have been uh, discounting me and all, but this is the year we get gold. I know it. I could just, I could just taste it. Been working hard for too long. So it's got to be, it's got to be there. Well, I'm rooting for you. Like I said, me and Kieran on the Bread Club on Fightful Overbooked. We think 2023 is the breakout year for Aaron Hanare. And if the, the first four months haven't been any indication of it, I don't know. I don't know what we'll Because you yeah. are just crushing it, man. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Let's keep going. Let's keep working. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep working. Follow Aaron on his social medias at Hanare NZ. He might not be super active. He might not interact with you because you're being a turd. But he's posted. He posted a support of the united empire's got great pictures up there of the boys we're throwing up the crowns check it out follow him support him and uh we expect a big big things in, in new japan for 2023 for aaron and you know if you're not following him you're not going to know what's happening in june <laughs> right so just follow for that that's a tease in itself maybe he's shaving his head maybe he's growing a beard Maybe he's got a third <laughs> arm that we don't know about. I don't know. But you got to follow us this media to find out. It's better than all of those things you just listed. Come on now. There's more teases, people. This is ridiculous. You got to follow this guy. <laughs> Aaron, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for watching and listening out there in the Shining Wizards community. Uh, we appreciate everything. Remember to like, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you guys soon with some more Thank bonus. Crowds up.